This is a podcast from Camden Community Radio. For more information and to volunteer, email info at ccradio.org. Hello, my name is Aishen Sawyer. I'm a family law solicitor at Wilson Solicitors in Tottenham, where I've been for 18 years, where I exclusively practice family law. I'm the head of department and the type of work that we do is a broad range. We cover divorce, domestic violence, children matters, financial settlements, prenuptial agreements and a whole plethora of other matters. We do public law cases where the local authority is involved with your family. We do surrogacy cases and child abduction work and a vast majority of our matters are conducted on a legal aid basis. We are a legal aid practice, proud to be so and we'll try to continue to be so for as long as we can. Today I'm going to talk about divorce. I'm also going to talk about child arrangements and finances and essentially I think the three are connected in the sense that um, often where where family breakdown occurs it's not possible to deal with matters in isolation in that way. You, If you're divorcing you want to deal with your financial settlements and often there are children involved and you need to deal with child arrangements as well. Um, I should say from the outset that no two cases are ever the same. In my experience, I've always encountered a different set of circumstances and a different set of parameters so that the outcomes are always different. Um, Having said that, the process is the same and the principles by which the um, matters are determined and agreed or settled are the same. So the first question I suppose I would really like to address is do you need to go to a lawyer to have a divorce the simple answer to that is no you don't divorce is very much a paper exercise essentially so that you make an application or a divorce petition the person who's making the application is known as the petitioner and the person who's responding to the proceedings is known as a respondent you can get the court forms from your local county court However, when you make the application, the intention is that the application is made to a divorce centre in this country. There are four in England and our local divorce centre to this area is at Bury St Edmunds. If you make the inquiry as to um, how you go about starting your divorce procedure, you'll be directed to a portal. So you can actually make your application for a divorce in certain circumstances online and you submit your original marriage certificate, you pay your divorce fee and you follow the process that's sent to you that you can see through the portal. Alternatively, if you feel that this is something where it's not going to be straightforward, perhaps you don't know where your marriage certificate is, perhaps it's in a foreign language and it needs to be translated or perhaps you don't know where the opponent is or you are not unsure about how which ground you can go on, how you can make this application, then it's always advisable to get advice to instruct a solicitor either to do the process for you or to explain to you what you have to do so that you can do the process yourself perhaps with a bit of guidance from a solicitor. There is only one ground for a divorce and that is the irretrievable breakdown of the marriage and that at the moment is evidenced by establishing one of five things. Either the other party has behaved so unreasonably that you cannot be expected to live with them or that other party has committed adultery, or you've lived separate and apart from that other person for a period of at least two years and that person agrees to a divorce, or you've lived separate and apart for at least five years and then you don't need the other party's consent, or you've been deserted 
for at least two years by the other party. So those are the evidences that you would need to establish. But the only ground is that the marriage has irretrievably broken down, i.e. it's over and it's beyond saving. There is only one defence to a divorce, and that is that it is not irretrievably broken down. So essentially, if you're presented with a divorce petition and you don't agree with what's been set out in that document, it's only if you don't agree that the marriage has actually ended that you would be advised to submit a defence to that petition. In actual fact, what the process is that the applicant sets out their reasons for setting out the divorce in a petition. The petition is sent to the court. The court issues it, which, which means they give it a case number. And then the other party is provided with notice of the proceedings, a copy of your application and an acknowledgement of service form so that they can return that to the court and acknowledge that proceedings have started. If you have difficulties in that document being returned to the court, then you would need to prove in another way that the respondent actually has received the paperwork. And ordinarily, that means instructing a process server to assist you, serve that respondent face to face and provide you with a statement of service, which you can then send to the court. Once the acknowledgement of service has been returned or you've been able to prove that they received the petition, then the process is actually quite straightforward. You would then make an application for the decree NISI, which is the first divorce decree. You're not actually divorced until the decree absolute comes through, which is the second divorce decree. None of that is automatic. You actually have to make an application. The decree NISI is applied for with a statement in support so that the petitioner is stating that the contents of their divorce petition is true and the signature on the acknowledgement of service, if there is one, is that of the opponent, the respondent. Once the court receives that application, they will set the date for the decree NISI hearing. And that is on the basis that the judge, who will then read the papers for the first time, agrees with you that the marriage has irretrievably broken down. You don't actually have to go to the decree NISI declaration. It's a, a declaration, a declaratory decree. So it's a declaration hearing. You'll be told of the date so that if you want to go and listen to it, you may. But it's not necessary for you to do so. Once the decree NISI has been granted, you'll receive a certificate to that effect. And then six weeks or one day later, you may apply for the decree absolute. If you then delay in applying for the decree absolute, the opponent may apply for it three months and one day from the date that you could have done. So essentially, the petitioner is in the driving seat in the process throughout the process until the very end, where if the petitioner drags their feet, the opponent may apply for it themselves. That procedure is a paper exercise and should take somewhere between four to six months, possibly longer. If it lasts for longer, it's ordinarily because finances are being resolved or negotiated. And that's another very important aspect of divorce process. The settlement of the matrimonial finance is often really the aspect which most of my clients need advice upon. And I would suggest that even if it's possible or preferable for you to do your divorce yourselves you do at the very least take some advice about what your entitlements might be in terms of a matrimonial settlement how you go about starting to negotiate that process and what your entitlement might be if this matter were to be litigated at court so to summarize if you are looking to start your divorce then you would need to locate your original marriage certificate if it's not in english it would need to be translated and you need to have an address for the opponent.
if you have any questions on divorce or any other family law aspects, I'm more than happy to deal with queries. I can be contacted at admin at ccradio.org or if you want to tweet at ccradio. And if you just mark it for my attention, Aishen Sawyer, I'd be more than happy to respond to any queries you may have. In the next episode, I'll be talking about divorce and children. Questions like who will get custody of the children following divorce? What to do if social services say they'd prefer to have the child adopted? Or if a grandparent or son or daughter wish to have continue to have contact with children once um, separation has happened? How do you go about getting custody of a grandchild or having or spending time with the, those children once divorce has happened? You are listening to a podcast from Camden Community Radio. www.ccradio.org Thank you.